0: Hello, my name is Steve. Welcome back for another episode of GI JoeBerg! Today we got a skeleton crew. It's just me and my old pal Rob. Hello, Rob. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and a hearty yo Joberg to the folks in the live chat. The Bergforce members. We got Matt. We got Darren. We got Gaz and Gary. Thanks for joining us, gents. It seems like no one else did. Paul's got another engagement, and he might be along shortly. And we had a mystery fourth guest. A blast from the past. But I fear the mind-warping minefield of time zones have <laughs> have meant that he's missed the, the schedule. So we might have to have him in another week. Uh, I don't know. We need to get our minds right. When someone messaged, messages you at 4am asking, is the podcast tonight or tomorrow night? And it would be at ten PM your time, the same day, but not the same day for them. What do you say? It's pretty ambiguous. Do you say, no, it's 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 Sunday for you. It might be Saturday now, but it's not gonna be on Saturday, it's gonna be on Sunday. Or do you say the actual date, anyway, my sleep-addled or sleep-deprived <laughs> baby-addled brain couldn't quite work this
1: out, so I must have miscommunicated. Anyways, Rob, it's you and me, baby. How the hell are you? I, I, I'm i doing quite good. It's been a, a fairly nice week. Um, weather's been pretty good in Cape Town. Um, eh, I'm, I'm lost for words. Time has got <laughs> confused me too, like uh, it's, it's just difficult, you know. Well, red wine <laughs> and
0: a meat coma have confused me. Let me tell you, man. I've just Woo. come back from a Venezuelan barbecue from uh, our neighbors. And, man, those guys know how to party. I ate a lot of meat. Nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's got me um, in more of a spin. The the meat or the, the, the frott grapes. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting. Look, we do have some legitimate Joe stuff to talk about. and And let's... Dive right into that, shall we? This week past, we had an announcement from hire Toys that they are going to be delivering official GI Joe product. So they grabbed the what looks like the early 2000s GI Joe logo and put a little X. You know how those, you know, it's like if you're featuring someone on your track, it's like Drake X Coldplay or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's GI Joe X Higher um and they gave us a little press release announcement in delightfully broken english which i love so much gi <laughs> <G. laughs> joe action figure of this ex- exquisite mini series focusing on create high performance 118 scale action figure will be released in 2022 uh sp- is that a smizing emoticon? I think it's like
1: smirking. It's like, hey. Smirky, yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Suck on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> With G.I. Joe, a real American hero, turning 40 this year, full stop, we are set to release a brand <laughs> new line of action figures. <laughs> this new and exciting line will give fans and action figure collectors something have not had since the mid-1980s. Nerdy, toothy, smiley emoticon hashtag action figure hey what are you familiar with higher toys rob
1: i am actually we've at our at our shop we've actually stopped several of their they do a line of 1 to 18 scale um alien as well as predator figures and they have previously done um uh, bro at least robocop i know that much too um mm-hmm. and they're actually pretty they're pretty good quality i mean i think they're more in line this the aesthetics and the look of them are more more in line with modern G.I. Joes than they are with with um, O-ring G.I. Joes. So oh, it's quite something... higher. <laughs> exquisite. Yeah, <they're> exquisite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they'd actually be more in. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be toys that we haven't seen since the mid nineteen eighties, and one of toys we haven't seen since like the early two thousands, or whenever you know uh, twenty years ago, or whenever you know 20th anniversary of G.I. Joe was. Well, I so... get nervous because they have the look of NECA toys,
0: and I can only imagine. NECA toys shrunk down to one eighteen scale, those things must be like glass. <laughs> 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 Articulated glass.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I haven't ever taken one out of out of the packaging to kind of see. But I mean the, the detailing is pretty good. They come with nice accessories. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how well they'll hold up to, to play. Um, but they will look, I think, more like modern and modern Joes than they will like classic O-rings. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do which does prompt me to ask like is this the
0: kind of plan that they had in mind that when Hasbro has had started sh- shelling the license out to Super7 and now to higher toys like is this why they pulled the plug on the the modern construction retro collection stuff because this is what higher toys is going to be delivering to us a modern style action figure with GI Joe characters And what's more exciting is the potential for vehicles. I mean, it hit people's wallets pretty hard, but the APC from the Aliens line is an incredible piece of toy.
1: Ooh, that's lovely.
0: The detail, the interior spaces, the accuracy of it, the the scaling of it. I mean, this could be our, our next big hope for the Cobra transport helicopter. It's it's a giant race. Who's going to do it first? Is it going to be Super 7 or is it going to be higher toys? This is insane,
1: man. Well, I'm pretty excited. I think, I th- I'm hoping they're going to do good stuff. And the fact, yes, they maybe will get new vehicles. I think vehicles is, is definitely something that we haven't been getting enough of mm, the last couple true. of years.
0: It's true. People have started getting their Razor Crests.
1: Oh, <laughs> the... Have you Any reviews? It's sexy. It's such a beautiful vehicle. It's so big. Mm. It's fantastic.
0: And they really did it all. Hey, the the detailing on the silver to make it so lived in. Like it is not a flat silver at all. Like the panels, the paint ops. You can see why it had to be a Haslab to bring it to fans at this size. And with this level of intricacy, Um, I I think people who got in on it aren't really regretting that 350 US now. Like it's, I think it's it's definitely worth worth that price point. Mm -hmm. So all I can say is I'm very happy and excited for you guys. I hope that there are no hidden bumps or QC issues along the way. Um, But by all accounts, and I'm going off mainly Shodimus Prime's review on YouTube. But the Razor Crest looks and and feels and and presents like a very very premium cool toy. Though Shardimus a, a did have toy one from a great, issues. Yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say Shardimus did have one caveat. Like his landing gear didn't um, insert all the way. Like he's got some plastic flash on the inside, uh, which prevents the rear two landing struts from like inserting fully. But it doesn't hmm. look like anyone else has had that issue. Might be a one off maybe Hasbro can correct that. I mean Shardamus is I think in New York, so it's not too far uh to Rhode Island. Um if Hasbro yeah. And the Just guy's go got a big over. following. So Hasbro butter him up please. Please.
1: Give him something nice, come on.
0: Well fix sort it
1: fix it. Well <laughs> it's it's crazy to think, I mean, like they make that and then they go ahead and try and make a, a bloody rancor. It's like you can kind of see also where Star Wars fans were at. It's like you gave us this incredible one-of-a-kind vehicle, and then you try and give us a Rancor. I don't know. The Rancor was designed for the six-inch scale, so it would be
0: something new. But I don't know, man. I've never been huge on on creatures, but, like, I don't know. I'm also not a Star Wars guy. So, And certainly now the Rancor is having a, a bit of a, a renaissance uh, thanks to certain um live action shows so it, it's the, the timing is unfortunate uh but disney do as they please um they can't they're law unto themselves and it's not like they were gonna change their release date for book of boba fett to structure it around yeah. a silly toy please to toys make more follow money, film yeah, well. no you have to make
1: more money <laughs> toys do follow film but the thing is like uh... toys make more money Exactly. Merchandising, makes more money. Merchandising yeah. is where the where the real money is. Like people can only watch some watch something enough, you know, a couple of times, but merchandise they can keep buying forever. I mean, we're buying stuff based off of a comic book line in the in the 80s. <laughs> a cartoon Ooh. in the 80s. I mean, we've got a comment from Swordsman from uh, from
0: Bergforce. Someone here turned his razor crest into the Bebop. A all I can say is picks or it didn't happen. That sounds like an incredible custom. My goodness,
1: that sounds
0: insane. The cowboy bebop ship. I imagine that means it's scaled to like much smaller figures because the bebop, yeah, yeah, it can fit a what's Spike's ship called swordfish?
1: I think so, yeah, it fits his ship. ship. Yeah, it fits at least three ships because I mean, Mm. three of them do travel together. Um, and there's lots of space on that on that ship damn (laughs) and uh gi
0: gary came with three knobs for grogu to play with well you're gonna have to have three knobs because those things are gonna get lost very quickly it's
1: a removable
0: (laughs) silver plastic ball that you basically fit onto a control stick in the cockpit and that is to simulate that little you know play thing that. Mandalorian grudgingly gives to Grogu, which has now become a plot point. It's like, you know, it's like one of those cute little. Oh, he remembers the thing he gave him his present. I mean, that's going to be a recurring theme on. Uh,
1: <laughs> what's it called? Um, it's significant now. It's like the 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 dice from the Millennium Falcon.
0: <laughs> well, this was significant from the off. It wasn't kind of built in after the fact. Hello, Paul. You hey guys, it's we, this is yeah. the, the
2: G.I. Joe Berg podcast. <laughs> I to make sure I'm in the right place. That, Allegedly. <laughs>
0: Hello, Paul. We've talked higher toys. We've talked the Razor Crest. Uh, anything you're bringing to our initial agenda?
2: He's back, ladies and
0: gentlemen. It's <laughs> He Berg Paul, the master uh, of my irritation.
2: <laughs> master of the the audioverse. i don't know whatever um i finally picked up one of these uh he-man uh, uh the uh, revelation box masters of the universe uh you know which ones i'm talking about the realistic looking he-mans the new ones yes. um it was quite cheap it was 260 as it should rons, be as it should be <laughs> it's for that price i cannot believe the quality of this figure i gotta say it's a really really great figure I can confirm that in hand, the head does still look a little bit too small for my taste. I'm not going to buy more than just He-Man, but yeah, very glad that I managed to pick one up in the store. I didn't have many options. I had either He-Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6 to choose from, so I just chose (laughs) one of those. Um, the, The cool thing, and this is worth noting, it's awesome when you open up the box and you can just take the figure out. There's none of those annoying little cable ties or wires or clips or stupid shit. You can just take the figure out and play with it, and when you're done, you can put the figure back in and it 's happy days every day um, but yeah that 's about the most exciting thing happening on in my world uh toy wise and uh, there was something cool that was announced Oh uh, yeah everybody 's got their razor que- razor crests congratulations, it looks like a damn cool toy Oof, Um so nice, yeah very very nice,
0: and yeah <laughs> well my new shit section is going to be. A, uh, a cap on a, a story that I started last week uh, when I said that I'm an old, old-time old eBay uh, buyer. Um, nowadays, I put in a starting bid and forget about it for a couple of days and uh, check in and the closing minutes, and, and I don't snipe anymore. But I won my auction uncontested. Maybe <laughs> it's because it was located in France. Maybe it's because it's slightly obscure. But for the price... A vintage
1: Skyquake.
3: It is is <gasps> incredible.
1: Twenty five euros, guys. And Ooh. that's crazy.
0: If you do know Transformers, you know that this guy has an enormous hunk of gold plastic right on the back, which is frequently cracked. And you stick the thing clear, on it. Clear off, yeah. Well, you don't stick no things on it anymore, <laughs> for fear yeah. of breaking it. But this one is unbroken. And I just said to the seller, like, please take pictures of it before you package it up because I fully anticipated shattering in the mail and needing to make an insurance claim, which he complied with, fortunately. So, um, yeah, we yeah, shall yeah. see. But, like, I, I want it, guys. And the significance of this m- might be lost on a lot of people. But, like, this was the, the the era of Transformers, the sort of early 90s end of the G1 and segue into the G2 that i was acquainted to transformers on like nothing else we grew up with here yeah i didn't ever see classic g1 transformers in south africa this was where transformers started for me but it wasn't in south africa where i first encountered the predators and the turbo masters i was extremely fortunate in 1993 to have gone with my family on a road trip through europe and i had a couple of these transformers in my lap on, on, that car ride, like for hours and hours and hours, I was transforming my turbo masters and predators. Um, so this is a, this is a piece that eluded me back then and has eluded me to this day. And so a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it, but wow, I'm, I'm thrilled, man. I'm really excited to get it. And for such a sweet deal too. <laughs> I'm still a happy man.
2: Hey, something I want to find out from you guys, uh, just remarking on the elephant that is in the room
0: or is not in the room.
2: It Wasn't Kujo meant to join us for this one?
0: <laughs> it was a surprise guest up until Paul opened his mouth. Uh, yes, Kujo. <laughs> well, at the top of the pod, I, I, I must confess that in the wee hours of this morning, for me, okay, so I, I haven't slept since he messaged me, so I count that as one day. He asked me if we're recording tonight or tomorrow night. And it's, the, the, the recording time would be 5 a.m. for him. So it's not nighttime in my books. Like, 5 a.m. is morning. So I said, no, Kujo, tomorrow. But he must think tomorrow as in Monday, 5 a.m. Oh, man. So you can look forward to whatever Kujo is bringing to the table next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we'll just cool.
1: have to be absolutely certain that we get our time zones completely correct (laughs) (laughs) don't say days say times say this specific time on this day remember to swap the the month and the day around because that's how Mm -hmm. americans do it i can always cut
0: that bit paul as i do to so much of your rants and raves you know just snip (laughs) snip snip why is paul hardy (laughs) on this episode
2: You know, and I suppose you're doing God's work because sometimes when I listen back, I don't even remember that I ranted about something. I've just listened to the episode. And I'm just like,
0: huh, eh, cool. <laughs> I, made I don't some feel like there. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Wow, I'm so concise. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <great> let's...
0: <laughs> let's tuck into our reading, watching, playing section, boys. Let me tell yeah. you, when you do a review and upload it to YouTube on anything relating to star wars the algorithm grabs you by the balls and does not let you go like my youtube feed is entirely (laughs) star wars now and i have (laughs) dipped my toes um lord have mercy i watched um a channel that i hadn't watched before they're quite big so uh, you know just shuffled into the the the, the sort of the myriad of huge star wars channels but they're called so uncivilized And they put out a video. It seems like they like to champion unpopular opinions. And this video dealt with, like, why George Lucas writes such wooden dialogue. (laughs) Like, there's (laughs) apparently a, a secret reason and justification for it. That it's all part of the way he uses words and language as part of the rhythmic... I, I don't know, almost like, like the, the the speech among characters is part of the music of a scene. Um, so they went into an elaborate Like a speech, argument. like a canto, if
2: I'm,
3: well, I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, like,
0: like George like thinks poem, of sorry. words as as beats and rhythms. And and mm. I guess he's thinking like an editor, which is his, his technical dis- discipline. And um, I, I thought it was a great argument, but I, I thought they're absolutely wrong. i mean george lucas writes wooden dialogue because he is a technically minded filmmaker Uh, i don't think look i mean the guy is incredible without look okay star wars was the perfect storm of like the greatest people in their respective positions all being employed in one production at one time Uh, You know, the Dennis Murrens of the world, the Phil Tippetts, the uh, John Williamses, the Ben Burts. the cast. I mean, Alec Guinness worked on a lot of the script himself, uh, if you believe what has been written. Um, He workshopped scenes. He he worked with actors. And the actors themselves sublimely cast, you know, Hollywood royalty playing a princess, a naive hopeful playing a a farm boy, uh, you know, a Hollywood heartthrob cool guy playing a cool guy uh everyone is exactly who they're meant to be when it, you know when you look at star wars 77 but without george lucas none of this would have existed so i'm not trying to snub his genius and him being absolutely the right filmmaker at the right time and bring his vision to life but his shortcoming is the fact that some directors come from the performance world some directors come from the technical world George Lucas comes from the latter, uh, and you know, to expect him to write you know, Sworkin-level dialogue is perhaps a bridge too far. He's absolutely expository. He's, characters speak their minds. They don't really speak like human beings, and, and it's very evident in the, the prequels where no one challenged him. Everything he wrote was absolutely sacred, and everyone <laughs> delivered the words as written. And that's why we have Anakin Skywalker saying that he doesn't like sand. Anyway, that's what I watched. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you been watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of Star Wars. Yeah, so take that, um, so uncivilized. I disagree with you strongly. <laughs> that's the nice thing about an opinion, right? You can disagree,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. We all and have We them. can, And we can still be friends. <laughs> Dude, I want to jump in with what have I been playing. Uh, because... Yeah, so here's the thing. Most of our listeners don't know this, but my PlayStation was the, the victim of Thor. I don't, it wasn't lightning that struck it directly, but let's just say that lightning struck my house and somehow some kind of errant surge that sat in my router or something fried my PlayStation because it wasn't plugged in. It was only plugged into the router. I don't want to get into the technical side of it. Uh, the result is the same. Paul had a PlayStation 5 before the storm started and I didn't have one after the storm ended. Um, so... I was very fortunate my console was still under warranty and i got it replaced the problem is the ps5s have an internet a worldwide shortage so it took a while for them to get my replacement console um which is okay i suppose I was, i've just been too busy to play anything anyway but anyway uh but that's it. i got my console back the other day and it just happens so happens that it coincided with the updated patch for cyberpunk that's the 1.5 patch which actually makes cyberpunk 2077 a current gen or next gen console release depending on how you guys want to see it so it's got all the bells and whistles that a next gen console game should have so it finally feels like it should and it's got all these fixed bugs and whatever it's great because that's what I've been playing I've been playing cyberpunk to death I've been really enjoying it and I mean I say I've been playing it to death but I've only really got my console back on Thursday and it could only really start playing on Friday so yeah I've been enjoying a little bit of cyberpunk and really 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 loving it and then i also got my hands on the re-release of do of, not doom of quake they did a quake re-release it's really really good it's like it's got all the it's there's nothing changed it's just the original game but they've just given it some fancy lighting whatever anyway if anybody out there is nostalgic for quake this will scratch that itch and no i know it took me back to my first computer so i feel really uh, i thought that was really cool um and what am i watching i finished seinfeld there's no more seinfeld to watch oh wow and y'all the and i finished seinfeld the other day and it was really great like i'm glad he ended it where he ended it and i've Do- been watching anyway anyway uh i've also been watching medical soul which has been awesome and then Larry Homer was talking about something. Sorry, I've been working a lot. So it's been, I've had lots of TV series going on while I've been working. Um, Larry Homer mentioned Reacher was very much like the book. Uh, and so I was like, cool, well, right on. I didn't realize it was a Reacher TV series. And then we sort of mentioned a little bit last weekend, I believe. Anyway, it was in my head. And I was like, let me check this thing out. It's cool. Like, I enjoy it. I like the dude that they got for Jack Reacher. I think he's great. Um, he's he's much better utilized in this series than he was in Titans and that's all I'll say that's what I've been doing so yeah
0: Well, I I caught bits and pieces of it because Kim had it on and then we decided to go back to the Tom Cruise film and give that a watch and I have to say I enjoyed it far more than I expected I would I saw it in cinemas back in 2012 and I thought another Tom Cruise vehicle but now that Hmm. I know that this comes from a book series and this is just one of the books that was adapted into a film. Like, it's good. And it's a testimony mm. to how bloody good Tom Cruise actually is. That I... Now now knowing that Jack Reacher is supposed to be this absolute man mountain. Massive. Yeah. And, and <laughs> and you know, a lot of the scenes work better if you can imagine Jack Reacher being as imposing as, as the dude that they got for the TV show. And instead you've yeah. got Tom Cruise who's actually probably closer to my height um just like tom is good he's a bloody good actor he conveys that level of threat in spite of the fact that like tom cruise is probably one of the most recognizable faces in the world you know central tooth and all but yeah that was my takeaway i i enjoyed this film in spite of it being a tom cruise film i'm like yeah fucking a man yeah, and I the tv show the was good as too well. good yeah, ish I, it was popcorn munching tv
2: yeah it's fun i like the character I, I like him i think he's a cool character i like that you <laughs> get the feeling that not only is he like really badass and strong but he's also kind of a genius which is cool some you know
0: bit of uh, yeah. eye-wateringly bad uh special effects firework in mm. or pyrotechnics in the last episode i mean <laughs> did, I did you know look up from your work yet. yeah well yeah, yeah. okay Mm, mm, okay. i'll see it <laughs> you don't want to see it i mean it's it's very evidently added in post and not not very um no, it's seamlessly. not in, in camera <laughs> <laughs> i know absolutely not rob what are you watching reading or playing
1: my friend yeah rob what are you watching yeah, reading, or playing <laughs> well I, I just kept going with brooklyn 99 this week um so i'm Nine-nine. on season seven um, which I believe is the the last season until they release a new one. I didn't even know they were going to keep making it. Um, yeah, so I'm still really enjoying it. I think it's a really funny show overall, and it has some nice kind of more serious moments, but um, the characters are really cool. They all stand out. They're I all very the interesting. Character. I mean, probably my favorite character is is, is, is the captain himself. Um, <laughs> captain, such Hall. A, captain Hall is such a strange guy. He's just, it's fantastic. Um, I was amused.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can't you tell? Kevin's upset.
1: How do you know? (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Sorry for that uh, brazen expression of of, of passion in public here. He's he's really funny. Um, And also, I managed to finish the the latest, the the newest expansion for Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. And the story is absolutely incredible. Like they've they've somehow tied everything up that they've done since uh, they relaunched the game um, with the realm reborn. They've kind of tied things together. Um, they've ended a lot of things, but they've also left it possible that there's so much more that you can discover after this that you've actually finished the story that is essentially been ten years in the making. And yeah, very emotional story, and such good use of like music um, and soundtrack. There's this fantastic um, zone later in the game, or map later in the game, where you where you kind of you, you get into the zone, and the music is very kind of like it's more like eerie and um, and atmospheric, and some much of a tune. There's almost nothing going on in the in in the music there. As you go through the zone, certain events happen, and as you go deeper into the zone, the music kind of takes on. Uh, it kind of gets more eerie and more creepy until eventually you get to one place in the zone where it's this complete dead silence. And this is kind of like the the climax of this entire, you know, the story of, of that map. Um, and from there, uh, the music kind of, it's, it's, I can't even describe it. This is such an incredible experience, um, going through the story. And it's absolutely amazing. I, I would say if, if you have the time, um, definitely play the game it's, it's just a lot of fun you get to do a lot of cool stuff and also they're making it a lot more apparently uh, upcoming they're making it a lot easier for single player people to play the entire game um which i i think is, is is quite amazing so if you don't like playing with other people but you want a good story it'll happen at least in the next couple of years they're going to make it possible that you can play the entire game yourself without having to necessarily interact with almost anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the opposite of playing a multiplayer online game.
2: Uh, You guys are going to laugh at this, but I actually find that I, when it comes to MMO games, I can feel a bit socially anxious. It's actually easier for me to deal with a room full of people than it is for me to play with people online.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's so just that it's seems crazy to me they, it's fine actually <laughs> yeah. but but i mean they've they've obviously there's something they're seeing that a lot of people are playing it because they just want the, the story they don't necessarily mm. are in in it to be part of a huge online community playing with people trying to overcome things so they're making it possible that you can play through the entire main story quest from the very first expansion you know the base game all the way to this expansion and beyond without ever having to really have to play with other people if you really don't want to and i I think that's great it's awesome because the story really is good and it's it's gripping it keeps it keeps you interested um it's varied yeah i think definitely worth worth, with trying out well i mean with realm reborn i mean the immersion is kind of you know
2: you you, well let's say the the immersion gets kicked in the balls when you you know spawn in the town and it's like gold for sale gold for sale (laughs) www.easygold.com gold for sale gold for sale
1: gold for sale gold you're like (laughs) ah and that that's all you see in the bloody chat is just some nudes like, oh god it's just like leave me alone let me just enjoy the world i'm, I'm role playing yeah. here <laughs> I'm, i want to get away from
2: you and your gold ways <laughs> russia
1: <laughs> oh goodness i mean i assume it's russia i i don't know someone in the world is trying to sell you something in a nefarious way but anyway yeah
2: dude that's uh, that sounds really great thank you for letting me know about that because you're giving me hope now (laughs) yeah for sure dude
0: (laughs) hope you're anti-social social social gaming
1: yeah
2: basically (laughs) for me gaming is a a bit of an anti-social thing in in a weird way but uh oh shit dude there is something i wanted to mention about gaming when i was younger there was this really awesome game called motoroda mc which is a Japanese game made by, um, Messiah, Messiah, uh, and it was only available on the PC engine, uh, AKA the Japanese turbo graphics, AKA the super, uh, PC engine super CD ROM, right? So, uh, it's an amazing little racing game. It's a top down racer. It uh, controls a lot or plays a lot like micro machines, except for the fact that you see the whole course in one screen. Uh, my buddy David and myself, and you know, it didn't matter who was there. It was either Jeffrey or Jeffrey and Jaden and a whole bunch of just dudes. And then later on, as our friends group evolved, everybody we knew in that time sort of played this game. It was a five it's five player five players co- couch co op. And what made the game so special is that, firstly, you shoot little missiles at the front of your car, and you drop little bombs behind them. Um, And the courses are actually, they're really, really (laughs) tricky, but there's so much chaos and the amount of swearing and madness that goes on because of that game uh, is just, it's insane. Uh, And yeah, we used to play the crap out of that. I mean, more than anything, I think we played that, the Olympic Games and Street Fighter to death. And um, until the PlayStation came out and actually we still played that game when PlayStation came out. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is on PlayStation, uh, on the PlayStation Store. They are doing a re release of that game, not like retooling it or whatever, it's literally just doing a port, an emulated version of it, like on PlayStation 5. And you cannot believe the excitement that I felt when I saw that picture. I was like, firstly, oh my God, like somebody else knows about this game. (laughs) (laughs) And secondly, it's just like, yes, I can play that again. So, yeah. So, if you guys are looking for a cool couch co op game, Uh, That's lots of all-couch competitive game with up to five players. That's really easy to get into and just really quirky and fun and awesome. Motorola MC is coming to the PlayStation Store. Cool. And that's my public service announcement for them. And I'm waiting for my check from Messiah. Wink. Wink. (laughs) Not a sponsored thing, by the way.
0: I left some some rather masterful 4K videos of uh, people playing Streets of Rage 4. Um, on in the lounge and little Elliot was pretty captivated by Estelle kicking some serious ass. If That doesn't mean anything to you. All you need to take away from that is this video game was the video game to which Elliot was conceived. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously considered calling him Axel Blaze. (laughs) Uh, named after the two characters that that kim and i would play as but yeah that that would be pretty sweet he definitely loves himself some beat-em-up games let's flip the focus to gi joe um i have been toiling away in whatever time that i can uh, scramble together and been shooting some renegades those of you guys who listen to the podcast and also follow our play motion adventures know that uh we've kind of had this ongoing storyline at least i've tried to keep it ongoing it's had a massive hiatus but i'm i'm chipping away at the fourth part and i can happily announce that as of sunday the 20th of february 2022 i've completed all the interior shots
2: oh congratulations i'm gonna send you a
0: voice thank you (laughs) yes thank you paul please um but, but it's, it's been just, an it's exciting been, uh, time living in a dungeon and uh, <laughs> uh, putting together darkened um, images of toys going to war with one another. Uh, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's been literally months of toil, you know, in these kind of vacuum, in these open spaces that I've been able to, to, to kind of uh, secure from the family. But it all edits down to like five minutes of video? Oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's pretty pacey stuff, so I'm I'm really happy with the way it cuts together because it it's it it moves, baby. Woo! Yeah. Now I just need to get to work on the other 15 minutes of of, of, <laughs> of episode. But yes, it's it's trucking along nicely and I'm happy with what I've got so far. So looking forward to that um perspective release date, I'm gonna say uh, late March at the earliest. It's coming, and I'll be very happy with this series once it's all done and concluded. I think it's been um, a step up in terms of G.I. Joe Joe Berg play motion uh, because this this is the first time a script has been vetted by a third party. Like, Mm. Rob has assisted me with scripting, and certainly, Paul, you've thrown a lot of fun dialogue quirks and gags, but as far as, like... The general plotting of something i've had no one to really challenge me um mm. and and say okay you could do it this way or you could do it a completely different way and here's why. So basically like another voice in the room that I can then shut down and <laughs> say no to. <laughs> I was going to say, that's,
2: that's probably why you don't hear that from us that
0: much. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, those. you know, you, you know you're you know, arguing against a brick wall. Um, but no, Zazel from Sergeant and Slaughter's Slaughterhouse has been instrumental in just like a sounding board for the series. And it has definitely benefited it. Uh, you can't do a series about the Sarge and the Renegades without involving the man this and has. i'm delighted delighted to announce that this weekend past, i mean the episode hasn't gone live yet but this weekend past he recorded uh one of his weekly uh, chat shows with kelly remus sergeant slaughter's daughter
2: slaughter, slaughter daughter
0: and guess who surprised everyone in attendance on the panel the serge jumped slaughter's in front son. Of the son No, (laughs) Rob Remus, aka Sergeant Slaughter, joined the chat. Um, Maybe it was inevitable, but to say that would diminish how incredibly special it is for someone like Zazel to be chatting live to his living legend idol. Like, that is a spectacular moment. Um, And I'm so happy for him, really. Like, to, to have a contact with your your hero is one thing but to have him join you and chat to you like just shoot the shit honestly dreams really do come true boys
2: wow that's like shame (laughs) like shame it's such a south african thing to say like shame
0: like shame oh look so shame so cute he must have felt really
2: on the spot and been like (laughs) ooh. The temperature in that room must have gone up quite a bit. His wife must have been like, wow, it's quite humid in here. And there's Zaz in the back corner going...
0: (laughs) 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 I'm I'm so excited to see the episode and how it turns out. It'll probably... uh, I don't know. Judging by the way Zazel's been putting out his his interviews, I think it should be available a week from now. Uh, Or this week coming, I should mean.
2: Did anybody win that competition of Zazel's?
0: Yes, not you. (laughs) No, I but I
2: can't seem to find the draw for it. It happened. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: Well,
0: you've got his contacts. Let him know. And yeah, once again, shout out to Zezal. Thank you for your assistance and lending your voice as Sarge to this epic adventure. Um, Yeah. Looking forward to premiering it with you. Um, We've got a topic. I've discovered one. I'm going to reach into the postbox, The Pit, where none other than our buddy Matt from Brisbane has a, a topic. I'm going to surprise you both with it now. Whoa. After listening to the hard sell episode, it got me thinking about the original figure slash vehicle run, 82 to 94, and the figures that got chosen for repaints or a whole new look. Things like, why did we not get another Baroness, but a second backblast? Why did they choose certain characters slash vehicles for special teams like Night Force, Tiger Force, Python Patrol, etc? Was the Battle Core lineup a missed opportunity to bring back some other characters? Or for that matter, vehicles that only received one release? I'm sure there is some financial reasoning, but in the world of imagination, who cares about that? If you could go back and actually have a say in particular sub teams makeup or even look at the battle core years and change characters to improve the lineup. Or maybe even throw in a few vehicle reissues to make things interesting. What would you do? So basically, guys, I mean, instead of the bazookas, lethenex, and artbacks that we got in Battle Battlecore, are there any other glaring inclusions that that should have been there? Ooh, I I, wanna, I, I, I think... you guys to speak first. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I just sit on the mic the whole time while you. Bloody well think about the sop- the subject, but um I think <laughs> it's a crying shame that, and I, I'm always going to think about vehicles first. But it's a crying shame that stalwarts like absolutely like blockbuster vehicles, pun not into uh, intended, um, but blockbuster no. vehicles like the Mauler and Tomahawk only saw one release in the entire entire series. Okay, the mm-hmm. the Night Raven saw a second release. The sky striker if you, if you can call this the, the night boomer a second release the sky striker did see reuse uh so did the whale and the whale was also offered as a mail away in i think as late as 1993 but the mauler and tomahawk like in spite of the best intentions of bringing them back never did so that's that's a big head scratcher for me and if you brought them back as late as the battle call line you could have done some fun stuff with it, like certainly given it different decos, um, but still retain retain the classic um, parts and sculpts and structure. You know, basically the same toy, just newer um, and you know, without the the kind of mileage that 1985 and 1986 toys had received up to that point. Like it'd be, we'd be sitting with a lot more viable tomahawks and maulers out there. And mm. uh, hopefully in, in a more in a more wide variety of colors. Character-wise, mm. I don't know, man. Like it's a shame that uh V2 Storm Shadow got swept under the rug so quickly. Like mm-hmm. we saw a lot of 1984 being repainted, like the old Dalmatian one that came out in I think it was 97. Um that was a nineteen eighty-four re-release um and and the ninja force storm shadow saw a lot of reuse but 1988 storm shadow just pshh, maybe the tools were lost i know it, it wound up uh, going to fun school it definitely got used used in india uh, rob you've got that version don't you yes <laughs> darren awesome railroad in the chats is trolling me already mauler now with day paint and spring action launches oh <laughs> man. well maybe i mean if it's motorized and it has a motorized launching mechanism it could totally one up the battle wagon mm. um, you can always paint over those parts all i'm saying is like they're such good vehicles why did they only get one release uh, and the cobra counter maybe the hiss 2 would be a good one to go back to um in in more cobra aesthetic colors like make it a black hiss too make it fit in with the hiss one fleet and and then you've got a lot got... of the
2: detail would bit lost but yes i i i get your point though make it darker
0: yes a lot of the detail would be lost paul but mm. it would fit in with that classic cobra uh armored column but, yeah the battle call wasn't about classic cobra they did the viper up in purple for heaven's sakes so yeah. and and what was up with the what was it, the crimson god Commander with all that yellow on him <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> look there was no denying that the battle call was like gi joe waging war on the toy trends of the 90s like we've got to compete with toxic crusaders teenage mutant ninja turtles etc james bond jr uh but you know one can dream right so i think that's that's my very long-winded answer have you had enough time to think yet boys i know dude
2: i i totally had my suggestions i just felt that i've been speaking too much (laughs) up to to this point
0: (laughs) well it's a talk show baby we're always going to be talking too much except for rob come on rob you
1: talk (laughs) i think well could it be really nice is they did like a couple of like non at least like a non-ninja update of scarlet i think that would have been really cool yep because i think what i mean she got her original release and then essentially she became a ninja after that mm-hmm. basically um like maybe if they could have just turned on the colors in general i think going later on into the line and obviously, I mean, I'd love to just add scoop to every single like sub team that exists. <laughs> I mean, if, you know, what you, would you'd... you do
0: with a, a reimagined scoop, like a battle core rescoop? Be beige. Second scoop?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, he probably would be beige. Actually, it'd be all orange and grey, um, with grey with the, like, but then the orange would be like this orange highlights all over him, and his camera hey, would would double as like a like a rocket launcher
0: (laughs) anytime you think that this the battle core line existed purely to neon things up well take a look at battle core shipwreck who is head to toe gray wetsuit with silver
1: pops and black accents like it's just such a sexy toy it's so out of place it's so good so it's, good. It it is weird. It's kind of like a schizophrenic line because there's so much, yeah. Like as you're pointing him out, I mean the other figures like um Gung Ho as well. I mean, that version of Gung Ho I think is one of the better ones. Um, it's a very schizophrenic line at the time. They kind of they were like going between the super bright and like <laughs> trying to be good again. Or at least, you know, continue like what happened before. So um, so I think yeah, Scarlet um I'm not sure, like, like who, who who didn't get onto like smaller teams that they could have been on. They could have expanded on on more interesting teams, but they kind of went more into like the like all the crazy stuff in in the '90s, rather than giving us another round of uh, the the Night Force, the Night Brigade, just... whatever they call. Oh
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Night Force yeah. I just feel like had Hasbro's toy division and the sort of comic book division maybe had a much better uh, channel of communication between themselves, we could have actually seen uh, better use of things like the Mega Marines, for example. Um, I know I'm, I'm going off topic just a little bit, but, uh, and it's going to get to the point I want to make, but I would have loved to have seen the Mega Marines featured in their own sort of mini-series or spin-off from G.I. Joe. That would have been cool. And also, to turn that around uh when i was reading gi joe comics when you know we were able to buy them from cna and stuff here up in joburg notably four ways um the big thing at the time was scarlet snake eyes storm shadow uh, little bits of billy happening baroness brainwashing uh all that bad stuff and none of those toys were on the pegs except for storm shadow and snake eyes in different forms otherwise we had no baroness we could never bring that adventure home or out of the comic book pages so i always felt like baroness was a huge huge omission it was a big uh, blank that needed to be filled in the 90s um in fact i think it's fair to say pretty much all the, the female characters uh a cover goal would have been amazing considering that i didn't ever know cover Girl existed until i read the De- uh, devil's dew i didn't know there was such thing as a as cover Girl in gi joe until i read devil's dew um So, like, that's a character that I think should have definitely been in the modern line. Um, And maybe she could have been the driver of the new Mauler, for example, you know, as opposed to Wolverine. Uh, Like, uh, those are two... uh, One of the other ones that I would have liked to have seen a lot more of is a more military flint. We got, like... I know that we got lots of flint re-releases and whatever, but, you know, we got him in eco warriors but i would have liked to have had a more military fl- uh, flint we saw him a lot uh because we had duke i just felt like flint was always sort of missing in a military style and there was also another character that i used to uh, also well, sit flint did is- get
0: the battle corps version which sort of set him in desert fatigues yeah but it's a strange looking figure i'm not gonna lie it really it's is got a- hmm
2: uh, let's, and we get didn't have them on our shelves so i totally no, no. like that was missing yeah
0: the 1993 and 4 battle course stuff didn't get to south africa we had the 92 guys like Flag viper general flag that duke mm. that rides the dick <laughs> <laughs> oh dear the boner cannon um darren would love to see a python patrol barracuda way i mean we did get that yeah, submarine. that makes sense It was a Cobra vehicle in the, what are you going to call it? The early 2000s G.I. Joe Real American Hero Collection. The, what's it called? The Man of War. Um, Which some people say is the superior paint job. But, I mean, ain't no school like the old school. Like, give me the blue and black or alternating black and blue Barracuda, please. That's my baby. Mm. And (laughs) Gaz has got an interesting question. He wants to know if they ever did an update for Recondo other than the Tiger Force one and i'm gonna say no like yeah. as far as a totally different looking ricondo version you got to flip all the way to pursuit of cobra where they gave him his his plain um predator jesse ventura looking uh, version which is constantly staring downwards
1: <laughs>
0: hey boy, <Paul, laughs> you, you got that, that action figure right yeah yeah Modern he comes Hero with one. some very mm-hmm. cool gear like a backpack with a a, a, is it a grapple that reels oh, you know,
2: in? Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a there's like a communication device on there, and then some kind of grappling trap type of situation going there. Honestly, haven't checked it out in a few months because I haven't been at the house at my folks' place. But yes, yeah.
0: Well, um, Pursuit of Cobra the... is kind of the high watermark for modern GI Joe. Agreed. Uh, fi- <laughs> yeah, fight me on that point. Try and try and change my mind. Um, yeah. whether it's like old school reversions like Lowlight, or completely new versions like <laughs> your favorite version of spirit rob with his <laughs> lumo snakes yeah, yeah. <laughs> snake snake chakus he's <laughs> so, fantastic yeah, he's amazing. it's actually yeah.
2: very it's actually a very interesting thing that uh this question sorry the more that i'm you know the more thought that i've had just now that we're talking about it i when I heard this question, I immediately jumped into Mark Bellomo's book and checked out 3D Joes and all those, uh, you know, the usual spots that I like to go and check out Oh, well, please share on.
0: your screen by all means.
2: Well, I'm not doing it now. I mean, I'm just talking about when we got the topic, when we posted it amongst ourselves, you know, because we, we had sort of, we had this sort of in the discussion at some point and I was kind of thinking about it. I was also thinking about it while I was thinking of another topic as well. Um, and... Now that we're talking about it, I actually realized there are so many figures that we, as South African Joe fans, we never got them. We didn't even know they existed. So, you know, on that trail, I would have loved a Jinx. I felt Jinx was missing. Like, that's... I mean, I know that we got her as, like, a Tiger Force re-release in 94 or whatever it was. Oh, no.
0: That, like, was as late, that was, like, the 2000s. Oh,
2: really?
0: In okay, because that, yeah, that would yeah. have been another... In that like, pack was with Jinx? Wreckage and... And uh, we, we talked about it in our Tiger Force uh, yeah. uh, deep dive. But yeah, Jinx, Jinx kind of fell off the wagon completely, didn't she? But it comes no, back totally. to a point really, raised by, no. by G.I. Gary. He just said that every girl deserved an update. Yeah, zarana totally. was a character in Operation Dragonfire, but she didn't have a current figure when D.I.C. was, was running the cartoon. Like, she she was a character in Joe, but she didn't occupy peg space. But it comes back to that sad statistic about girl figures just not selling. And can you dispute that? Like, you know, I was hanging out with a a friend's kid. And I I gave him an action figure to play with. And it happened to be a a female figure from Fortnite. And he was like, I don't want to play with a girl one. Sweet, innocent child. But, like, he does want to what's the word Uh, i I guess see himself as the the protagonist big little man he he, (laughs) well he can't he can't um i don't know see a female as his avatar yeah so he wants to have a boy action figure i'm like okay i'll get you a stormtrooper or something and so i did and so he was happy but like yeah his first reaction was like i don't want the girl figure okay Mm. (laughs) damn she's Main cool frame, man feels... she's got the best yeah. articulation and she's very durable like those fortnite action figures in the 1 to one eighteen scale thought they could take a or some punishment brilliant they're brilliant mm-hmm. ratcheting joints have you felt them They got little yeah. clicks to them i feel like i'm quite playing cool. with a, a revoltec but without the sort of joints just popping out on you
2: uh one of the kids uh because i have to take the the little little kitties for kung fu on saturday um, and you know, like little, little kids will bring like Hot Wheels and whatever it is to class, and then their parents will hold on to it or something. Um, and somewhere it came out that I like toys or whatever. So, in the following the Saturday that followed, they all brought me some toys to have a look at. And one of them actually had one of those Fortnite figures. Um, I can't even remember which one it was. It was also some female character. And I was quite impressed with the ratcheting joints. I actually wanted to pop into Toy. Uh, when I went into Toy Kingdom yesterday, uh, for my usual, like sort of toy shop recon, I was looking for them and they're all gone now. And I'm like, ah, oh, if I see one, at checkers, I'll pick one up, but they're quite impressive toys. Uh, sorry. Another character that I feel is missing, uh, mainframe. I know we got dial tone, uh, but it would have been cool to have seen mainframe come back, <laughs> uh, in some way, shape, or form. In a Laser tag
0: fashion. dial tone.
2: Hey, he's awesome. And also with, uh, with Mega Marines, I know I'm on a whole Mega Marines kick at the moment. Sorry, but like with the Mega Marines leaning so heavily into the X-Men, I mean into the X-Men, into Alien, into the the Marines from Aliens, should I say? Why didn't we get Lady J in that force? How cool would it be would it be if we had a Lady J that was so, somewhat reminiscent of Ripley from Aliens? well I was gonna I go mean, No, Va- Oh, but that that's the thing. Maybe we could have also had maybe a new female character that was like Vasky, You know. That would have been cool too then we have two new female characters on that team or whatever yeah fine i get it that as kids we might not have bought them but if they had really amazing weapons we might have just bought them for the weapons then and then once we grew up realized that we were lucky that we bought the new toys hey
0: you've been mistaken for a man no have you (laughs) You, you (laughs) i mean maybe it could have been a very (laughs) very (laughs) androgynous figure like you'd have to read the file card very closely to discover that this is actually a female so, I mean, totally, yeah. you know, imagine fooling the the boy market that way. It's just, like, it's a cool figure with badass weapons, you know, not really noticeable <laughs> breasts because she's under all that armor. So, like, hey, would that have been a bit sneaky, Hasbro, to design a figure like that?
2: I don't know. I think it would have been... I think it Progressive. Played it safe. It, it would <laughs> be seen as progressive now, but then it would be playing it safe. Also, guys, um... For somebody who only ever had a glancing, uh, experience with a rock and roll version two, when I was younger, uh, that was a toy. I also grew up going, Oh, I wish I could have had it. And then David had one. Um, and it's amazing. As we all know, V2 rock and roll, or technically it's V3 rock and roll. Um, it's so cool with these like shotgun that plugs on his arm and he's like super big machine guns, et cetera, but his leg. Yeah, no, sorry, did I say shotgun on As phone? we all know. Sorry, I was thinking of, like, I was thinking of, <laughs> yeah. like, putting it in his hands and breaking his thumbs. Anyway, I sorry. I put
0: my boomstick on my arm, man.
2: Dude, ah! like, hey, why not? Like, ash, yeah. uh, ash it, right? It's very but, evil, dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was always, like, super disappointed with the orange and green repaint version of him with the Sonic Fighters. And I uh, also... I'm in a funny space there as well, because I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, yes, we got this great sculpt that was pretty much intact. So if you somehow had all of the accessories from the earlier one, they kind of still worked. But on the other hand, I sort of lamented I oh now I lament the fact that we could have also had a much cooler new
0: rock and roll figure as well. Like I feel like that's something that was missing too. I think the repaints with the supersonic fighters allowed us to have new figures in that subset. Like mm. Yeah, sure. We got rock and roll and Road Pig, but then we got Zap, uh, Psych Out, and Major Blood. Like basically, like cool, and so is that Major Blood. That's where the tooling budget went to, yeah. so that the 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 blood, whole those grenades, all <laughs> that <warmed. laughs> <Blood>, plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man, Rob, do you remember how farcical it was? Like how the debates and the arguments would go round and round in circles about no, I shot you. Oh, I've got body armor. No, I shot you in the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And that guy was just one no. walking target. Like, can you oh, shoot a grenade no. and make it blow up? I, no. You can't. No, okay, you they're can in it up, Until you, you... Right. No, you Still, can't. Like, it would, it's it's designed that pleasant. way.
2: Yeah, it needs to be detonated. Uh, the Listen, I'm not saying it will never happen. It can happen. It's just... It is part of its design to be resistant to that you know what it's not resistant to is heat if there's lots and lots of heat if hand grenades are cooked in like a hot like if there's an open flame and they're cooked yeah it's going to get super fun because then the (laughs) the 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 pin that separates the detonator from the switch or whatever it is i can't think of the technical term now but when that Mm -hmm. melts or gets to a certain heat obviously it becomes malleable and then the pins touch and the detonation Cycle is, uh, is, uh, is completed and boom. So Do not dispose a, of
0: hand grenades in fire. But Gaz hits back with yeah. another great uh, suggestion. Scrap Iron was a character that could have been brought into the 90s. And to that, I guess mm. Metalhead made him redundant.
2: Bang! Yeah.
0: We got a battle core Metalhead. But yeah, Scrap Iron would have been that kind of figure the 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 rocket launching weapons dude for cobra Uh,
1: i think someone they also missed was chuckles he he didn't get another release i think until modern era didn't he
0: yeah that man disappeared completely like a lot of the 1987 guys just and 1988 guys just fell into a black hole never to be seen again. Because you
1: could do a completely different thing with Chuckles. You, know, you explore his undercoverness in a, in a different way. Oh, shit. Or he'd Chuckles. be super easy to put onto a, a sub-team. I mean, Tiger Wars Chuckles, You just change his entire shirt into, like, a cool tiger motif. I want to redesign. Oh.
0: I, I don't want to see the shirt and cargo and yes, right. pants again. Like, give us a Battle Call version of Chuckles that does something different with the character. Um, And, and makes him less plain. Like, Chuckles was that figure that was really an acquired taste. A lot of people got him just for the holster and gun, right? Mm. But it, it took a certain kind of child to really, really get their teeth into crime and investigation and deep cover work and, like, use this weird Hawaiian shirt-wearing action figure to its <laughs> fullest potential. So if Battle Corps was to do a Chuckles, I would want Chuckles in something else like maybe maybe do a absolute legit jungle chuckles like when he's totally tactical he's not undercover. Yeah. this is this is when chuckles is like having to like actually wade in with the troops
1: mm. yeah well it's kind of like in predator when um uh you know the guy comes from the cia Dylan, um, you Dylan son comes... of a bitch and he has to cut he's obviously a shirt he's a he's a desk guy now he used to not be a desk guy but now he has to kind of go back into it. He's pushing a lot of meat into that shirt. I mean, like, as cold as weather's pythons are, yeah.
0: poking out of that little, little shirt. And that that hilarious, comical tie that he's wearing. Like, that scene is... is it's That whole movie, there are just laugh out loud <laughs> moments for all the wrong reasons, and it's so delicious. Oh, Predator, the gift of Let's just that picture that for giving. two seconds, though. Let's just picture what? that quickly. Like- These two hulking men, like no no it's dylan working in an office
2: like flying a desk like can you imagine somebody going, dylan where are my dps reports
0: (laughs) they're coming sir it's always like the the ac is always off that's how he (laughs) explains why he's always oiled up because he's like always always sweating (laughs) those biceps are always like covered in this layer of oil oh man this is just a reminder. I hope everybody got the email that,
2: uh, we're doing mandatory drug screening next week. It will be random. <laughs> so, Carl, <laughs> <laughs> please make sure you drink less shakes, if you know Thanks what I mean. Jackson. Okay, and make sure I get my TPS reports there. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going with this joke, Paul? <laughs> Dude, I can just imagine Carl Weathers uh, as Dylan at his little desk in the CIA and he has to fill in he's like can you imagine that beast of a human being trying to use fucking exhale he's like sitting all there can... you go uh create a new column oh fuck <laughs> all i can imagine
0: is uh his uh, apollo creed appearance in was it rocky three or four man living in america he, he bust out that uncle sam hat and man. <laughs> Give us a solid Yeah,
2: a man that big just can't sit behind the desk. It's just, it's wrong. And I'm not just talking about his, like, stature. I'm talking about his presence. He's, you know, it's the same thing with Arnie. You know, like, anyway, I'm just imagining that, like, if you took all of these, like, what I think would actually be a way more interesting film than, like, Expendables 50 would be to take all of those guys and put them in a setting where they have to actually be super boring, like in an office or something. So they all have to work <laughs> in an office. And then it's like, Dylan! Where are my TPS reports? Come on! <laughs> get to the printer! <laughs> now! <laughs> and then Dylan's like, You son of a bitch! <laughs> 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 it could be stupid. And you could have like Chuck Norris, and he kick- water kick- uh, it could be stupid, but like it could be fun. It could be- if it was written really well. Anyway. Anyway, let's- let's get your head out of-
0: uh, let's get everybody out of Paul's like weird comedy headcanon. Um well I, I'm into... gonna thank Matt once again for the awesome topic, and uh I'm delighted with the very impromptu setting under which I i unveiled it to you guys because yeah, I, I think there've been some solid ideas. If you have some great ideas, please by all means drop down at the comment section on the YouTube video and comment. We might feature your comment in an episode. To <laughs> wit. <laughs> I think it's time for uh the whole scoop with Rob each week. Rob is going to highlight his favorite YouTube comment from the last week's podcast and present it to us for our consideration on the show. Rob, do you have your favorite comment? Yes, I do. I it? think it,
1: it, it speaks to it speaks to what we were talking about last episode, 237 Hard Sell. It speaks to uh, something we said in the episode where I think, you know, like we were kind of like danding about, um, you know, do, do you always fly a freak fag? I think it was um get to the (laughs) copier i ain't
2: got no time to
1: uh, i ain't got no time to file (laughs) very cool thanks railroad um and this comment comes from troy smith and i think it's something that it's actually quite nice to remember um so he says my policy is to tell as many people i know how much i love gi joe for two reasons and these are his reasons One, if they remember I love G.I. Joe, it means that they really took interest in me. And two, there could be a super small chance that someone will say, I have a bunch of those in my attic. Do you want them? That has happened to me at least three times where someone gave me their old toys. Super cool angle. Nice. So those are are really good reasons to actually always... Just be honest, guys. Tell people you love G.I. Joe and you never know what's going to happen. You could get toys... I think that's a good thing. (laughs) You could get toys. Full stop. Okay. Well, turning it uh, on the focus back onto us. Then,
0: has anyone had an experience like that? Like uh, you mentioned that you're into this toy line, and someone say, "I think I've got some of those lying around. I'll have a look." And the next time you
1: see them, they've got a shoebox for you, Rob. That hasn't happened to me yet. Um, Although the coolest thing happened was I was at work and a guy. I was wearing my um, my one of a kind, exquisite. uh, Mm. (laughs) Kuja <laughs> renditions of uh, of bat, you know, the one of a kind shirt that no one else in the entire world owns because it's so soft oh, the one on so the gray amazing. shirt, yes. Yeah. And the guy was like, That's so cool, hey, isn't that a bat? And I was like, Yeah, that's a bat, that's so cool, you know. You know, GI Joe, he's like, Yeah, I love GI Joe, I grew up with sort of favorite characters, you know, he liked Flint and he liked Duke. And I was like, Yeah, that's awesome, cool man. Um, but yeah, he didn't mention having Joes that he wanted to give me, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. But it was cool
2: I, that he recognized the bat. And I thought that was cool. A Gunplay SA, should I say one of the supporters of Gunplay SA was watching one of the podcasts we do for that, where we just do like a, a roundup of what's happening in the community. Sort of spotted my Sky Striker in the background. Yeah. Uh, he's eagle-eyed, because it's like you can literally see a little bit of the cockpit in the background. And he's like, I really want that. Would you want to like sw- uh, swap it for a, a Hasbro TIE fighter? Oh, Kenna, TIE fighter, actually. And I was like, no, dude, because I'd be ripping you off, <laughs> giving you that Sky Striker. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the one scoring from that deal. So just like, no. I mean, uh, I, what often happens to me when people find out that I, like, I do toys is they'll go, oh, I wonder what I've got. Or they'll go, can I give you a shout if I, you know, to see how much these things are worth? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Sorry, I do hate that uh i know it's like i know people just want help and they're like trying to get involved and whatever's, but you know they just look at it as like oh cool i might just be like a billionaire and i'm like no dude can make, you'll make money like off a thousand now. rand tops out of the shit that you got in your cupboard you know because yeah. using accessories legs arms heads whatever
1: it's the same with comic books as well i mean people think they're sitting on a, a you know gold mine but it's it's not
2: no it's not you know but anyway any other cool comments dude that you spotted
1: I think that was my favorite one. That was your favorite one? I, I, I quite like that one.
0: I've had at least two childhood toy donations, and I think Let's I've mentioned what? them both on the show. But uh, I I inherited G.I. Joes and a lot of core from my buddy Ryan, who I was working on a production of Jersey Boys with at the time. We were in Johannesburg, and I had um, just gotten him a uh, the what's it called not sideshow uh, marvel but like not marvel legends uh, oh come in boxes the... yeah you know what i'm talking about they're slightly yeah, bigger the... they're sort of eight eight inch tall anyway i got him a captain America, deadpool no? deadpool. Oh, deadpool it was from your yeah. from your shop in in tiger valley rob do you remember yes. I, I picked it up at closing time and oh. smuggled one out yeah, the diamond
2: Anyways. Marvel Legend stuff. Yes, yeah. what are they yes, called?
0: Yes. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, no,
1: they, they were Marvel, they Marvel, Marvel, uh, yeah, they're Marvel, Marvel Legends. yeah, diamond Marvel Select. Select, Marvel select there Marvel we go. Select. Okay, we so,
0: so uh. no, uh, what are you talking about? I didn't fail, oh, I got it in the end. Uh, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um -hmm. i got in the Deadpool, and uh it wasn't really an exchange Uh, he was he he paid me for it so like it was not like i was giving him a toy for toys but he's like jubs you love gi joe right i've got so many and i I, i'm gonna give them away anyway and would you like them turns out he had like a massive collection of the the star force star troopers i don't know what you call them um those cool guys he had the, the the shuttle he had the apc Oh, he had the the core Hummer, the ATK vehicle, which I gifted I think on I to you. I was the Paul. recipient. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely were, because I already had one. But uh, only too happy to share share the magic, because that is a magical vehicle. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. And a few Joes as well. Like, I, I, I mean, I already had Rob's barricade in my collection. I didn't need that, so I gave that to you, Paul, and a few other bits and bobs here and there. Uh, maybe Mm. a wild battle core version but so nice so many figures and in reasonably good condition and with all their Mm. bits so i was i was only too happy to be a recipient of that stuff um so magical to get someone's childhood collection you're like what stories did these guys tell and i did kind of pump him for as much information as possible like dude, tell me about how you used to play with these guys. He was like, well, obviously my mains were the G.I. Joe's and the core were the cannon fodder and the, the other guys. Of um, yeah, of course. And he used to play all the kind of Star Force or Star Troop. What are they called? Star Force. Uh, Star
2: Force or something. Did you have the, the white ones guys, or the disco yeah. color
0: ones? No, the white ones. Okay. The disco color ones were Laser Force. the Chrome. Yes, because I had one of those. Yeah. I they had one fun. of those too. I had a hot pink chrome guy oh i would love mm. that now i got a boring hot uh, boring boring metallic green one and the metallic green one had the shield whereas the hot pink yes. guy had like a cutting torch yeah it was the weapons that sold that guy to me he had a cutting torch and a hoverboard because all of them had remixes of the same like maybe three or four different weapon and equipment types so there was mm. a shield there was like mine looked like he had a laser gun and a flight implement so that's that was obviously going to be my guy good old um, checkers. <laughs> I got mine at uh, Pick and Pay Hypermarket in Ottery. But anyways, uh, that's besides the point. Yes, uh, so th- a lot of the, the the Star Force guys that were totally decked out in white and didn't have removable helmets. So, yeah, they were actually played as his uh, sort of androids or like enemy robots. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then, yeah, a few, few Joes. Uh, the second time I was gifted someone's childhood collection was once again, at work, production of Othello, and I was collecting a few vintage collection Star Wars figures at the time, so I connected with this other cast member on that, and he was like, well, I've got vintage action force, would you be interested in that? I was like, the five point of articulation retro guys from Pally Toy, Absolutely. And he brought them in a, a Tupperware, and <laughs> immaculately preserved all the bits and pieces, some of the most finely molded weapons at that scale like the the Colts 1911 that mm-hmm. came with the the action i think it was the SAS chopper pilot so gorgeous that is a great pistol and he had it he had everything in this uh, little little lunchbox yeah good old nick good man you know nick rob yes i do drives the what do you call his it, car this is the c-3po. c-3po yeah it's gold yeah. little hatchback (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah yeah. he used to have a harley now he has a Uh, (laughs) c-3po good old nick dallas dick malice (laughs) but with that gents i think this is going to be a bit of a truncated episode uh we've done all we came here to do we have a more formal structured episode lined up for next week i guess but it's been fun hanging out with the, the two of you <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's sending our regards to Cucho, who's probably fast asleep. Good boy.
1: Well, Before I'm definitely looking forward to like... next week. Hey, no. it happens. It happens, you know. Hey,
2: I gotta tell it you happens. though, the place I went to was really cool and I brought back a few memories of uh Tennessee. Because uh this place I went to, it's called um Tea and Chickadee. Um but the whole the whole like little restaurant is all based on Southern style cooking. And, ah. and it's got everything it's got like key okay well key lime pies are not really southern they are from florida but i mean they've got everything else they've got tons of different like types of pie they got like moon pie and uh chess pie and pumpkin pie and it just goes on the list goes on and then they have uh you know southern style pulled pork on biscuits and then they have different style of biscuits that you can have so like you know cinnamon biscuit, uh. buttermilk biscuit anyway it's really cool and it just reminded me of that little place that we popped into um in tennessee in chattanooga uh that yes, we kept walking that was past and first eventually meal we... no yeah. well which,
1: was, was it the first meal that we had or is it the place that we knew you went to uh no it was the first
2: meal that we had it was yes. um yeah because we went there we were like let's get something that's like not fast food
0: let's get something that's like actually like american <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> well we kept because... walking past it was a smokehouse and like yes. Oh, yes. oh we gotta get oh. some pulled pork man and it was so good it is so yeah. so good,
2: and I got to say, this place was pretty much on this, on a similar level. It had that same feel, um, not as it. Uh, I, I say this uh, with respect to the place that we went to, in this you know, in in America, there was an authenticity to that place, and that it wasn't all bells and whistles. It was like there's places to sit. The restaurant was clean and it had good food this uh place here in south africa obviously when you're in south africa you want to try and sell it a bit more so they had definitely zooshed it up a bit more um and it was you know it had good, like it was refined and everything inside with the sort of decor and whatever so that was like the only thing that sort of like threw me a bit because i i even said to the lady who owns it and she she's a south african that actually stayed in america for a, a good portion of her life um and I just said, like, you know, the last time I went into a place like this, uh, when we were in Chattanooga, it was like this. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I would love to do that here, but, you know, we can't. <laughs> so, nah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know? But Gotta make it look like something. Was, you gotta put it on And I shirt. joked with her, and I was like, where's my pack of lays with my pulled pork? And she laughed. And she <laughs> 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 so, because she totally got it. So, that was
0: cool. Railroad's got my back in the chats. Uh, he asks if the figure was Sparrowhawk. Uh, I don't think it was Sparrowhawk. Sparrowhawk was a, like, paratrooper. He came with a parachute pack and very elaborate, kind of almost a deluxe figure, whereas this guy just came with a yellow life preserver and a rubber band, like a bog-standard elastic band, <laughs> <laughs> which, to Nick's credit, the band was still, like, stuck to the vest
3: it was of course
0: completely perished it was rock hard and it just crumbled to dust but like this thing had been sitting in a cupboard or shoebox or under his bed since he last set down his playthings, like i don't know decades ago yeah so like as i say everything immaculately preserved even the damn rubber band (laughs) as preserved (laughs) as rubber could possibly be when it's 35 years old
2: Oh, guys and there's there's a figure that should have been released in the 90s i can't believe we forgot about this Ooh, lifeline
0: the list just goes on i was I'm just looking the bloody so interesting like you know? why why did taurus and red dog like never see reuse they were just hit killed. with that that sad 19 1990- <laughs> maybe they're killed yeah exactly <laughs> that's their function to just wind up in an unmarked grave and be forgotten all renegades yeah. man we got uh, i hope we, we get to revisit forget, this
2: though. um this topic again sometime because it th- it would be cool to like make some lore based on that.
1: you know like like why did certain characters not appear again yeah oh, duh, exactly duh, duh, duh. try to
2: answer those questions but not like from a toy side of view uh, like from a story
0: side of things you know and oh. in the case of the renegades like battlecore would have offered them an opportunity to have different look different feel different aesthetic you know that was kind of the function of battle to update people's classic looks because in the case of the renegades we're stuck in first gear they will always be portrayed only one way except for mercer he managed to get a second version but there's only one canonic red dog in taurus Mm. like you have to get creative with your own kind of fan um create well custom ventures if you want to present them in a different way. Like I'd love to see Taurus in his circus strongman get up. Maybe no. give him a whole <laughs> bunch of extra piercings and weird, crazy like body paint and stuff. I don't know. Go go to go to town with the
1: guy. And... Well who knows Steven, with with higher toys producing figures we have not seen <laughs> since the nineteen eighties it is possible that you're gonna get one of those one of them. Very soon, oh, An exquisite. I need to read that figure. press
0: release one more time. GI Joe action figure of exquisite miniseries, focusing on high on create high performance one eighteen scale action figure will be released in twenty twenty two. I one can only wonder. Wow, what a time, guys! We are swamped with product. Whether yeah. you want to go classified or go Ultimates Super Seven or go Reaction or, or go Higher Toys or Mezco or
1: i don't know get yourself some beefy figures for your kids (laughs) you know if you want to get some um you know classified bargain bin figures for your kids you can do it all those what are they
2: called the gi joe titan figures or something those stupid chunky things that can't bend their legs or can barely bend their legs um (laughs) there's like a cobra commander with a very long yellow apparatus and then there's a roadblock uh with a very cool gun with the gun he should have come with and classified (laughs) at least in my opinion
0: um hey man if i yeah. see him uh. i'm gonna get him for elliot and hey that will be the true test my friends does he regard these toys or does he just dump them and crawl off like, Dude, maybe he'll dump them because
2: they got such crap articulation maybe he, <laughs> you know. so don't 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 sell him short yet you know if he does dump them see it as hope like oh, my son likes articulation i must get him <laughs> a better toy
0: <laughs> every time he every time i leave my study door open he makes a beeline, man, and he's got his eye on the Mudbuster.
1: Hey! Oof.
0: Loves a truck. Loves a truck. Yeah. Anyways, with that, I think we're spinning our wheels and we're spinning out. Our Mudbuster is going off road, baby. This has been episode 238 of G.I. Joeberg, an episode. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us you know the drill a real south african hero at gmail.com is probably the easiest way if you want to write us a very long love letter or record a vo- voice note and drop it as a, a, an mp3 clip that'd be cool we love getting those we'd love to play them on the show uh alternatively our socials twitter insta oh twitter we passed 3k followers if anyone cares about numbers Uh, I know Cujo was was very pleased with that. He's been cultivating that number for some time. Um, The YouTube subs are up to almost 10,000. But I don't sweat (laughs) that. Whatever.
1: Whatever. It ain't about the numbers. It's about the friends you made along the way. It's the quality of our numbers, man. We got cool people.
0: Yeah. The people who join us on these little escapades week to week. The folks doing their commute with G.I. Joburg in their earbuds. This is for you guys. Thank you for joining us on this absurd adventure Berg, into adult collecting Berg. of the best toys in the world. Berg, Baby Berg. Uh, anything you'd like to punt there, Paulo?
2: No, I I just want to remind guys that you can join the Patreon if you want to. Uh, it's uh, a super fun way of, you know, being close to us. Uh, you can get to, you get to join us in a, a, as part of our live studio audience. Uh And you know, you get to be the recipient of some cool little things, which will start rolling out again, uh, stuff like soundtracks from our play motions. We've got wallpapers, we've got all that kind of fun stuff. You just have to dig in, but, uh, yeah. So that's one way you can also check out our merch if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but mostly, yeah, when you comment and you, you know, hit us up on Facebook or whatever, that kind of stuff is felt and really appreciate it. And we love you for it. And thank you so that's pretty much all i needed to add and i'm still a little bit down about ivan reitman i'm not gonna lie um sorry
3: mm. just
0: down. rest in peace man mm.
2: yo, Job everybody. And and yo joe have a
0: great week and be kind to one another um oh Cobra commander's gofundme is trucking along but if you happen to have some spare shekels he's a few short he'd really like to make it to gi joe fest 2022 and i would really love him to be there so let's make it happen community make it a
2: thing hell yeah Mm -hmm.
0: nice all right cool later later cheers berg berg